It's time for a bedtime story. Today's story is The Dragon of Allerton Oak by Jude Lennon. An ancient tree used, loved and shared by all the animals until one day a fire-breathing dragon arrives with other ideas. Can Luna the Owl convince the dragon to share or will she have to resort to a drastic plan? The Dragon of Allerton Oak by Jude Lennon and illustrations by Chris Roddenhurst. Long ago, there was a mighty oak tree. It had stood for hundreds of years and was used as a meeting place by all of the animals. Here they would meet with the wisest creature who lived amongst them, Luna the Owl. Luna lived in a tree near the ancient stones. They had been there even longer than the oak. Every week she left her tree, circled three times around the stones, then flew to the ancient oak to listen to the animals' questions and worries. One day, a terrifying roaring sound filled the sky above the trees. Rawr! Looking up, Rabbit, Hedgehog and Squirrel saw something that filled them with dread. A dragon. A huge, red fire-breathing dragon heading straight for their oak tree. With a fearsome roar, rawr, the dragon flapped its huge wings and came to land with a thud next to the tree. This looks like the perfect place for my new lair, said the dragon looking at the tree with satisfaction. The animals gasped in horror. The oak was for everyone to share. Squirrel looked at the scary dragon and gulped. Taking a deep breath, he stepped forward and cleared his throat. throat) Uh, uh, Excuse me, Mr. Dragon. Welcome to our woods. Are you hoping to stay near here? We can show you some lovely places that will be perfect for your lair. I found the perfect place, said the dragon. I'm going to make my lair right here in this mighty oak tree. The thing is, said Hedgehog timidly, this tree is used by everyone, but I'm sure we can help you to find one that will be just as good. No, roared the dragon. My lair is going to be in this very tree. And with a gush of flames, the dragon flew up to the topmost branches and started to make a nest for himself. The animals scampered away as quickly as they could. They were very worried and decided that the best thing they could do was to visit Luna to ask her advice. Making their way to the ancient stones, Squirrel ran up Luna's tree and knocked on her door. Please come quickly, he said. An enormous dragon is making his lair in the oak tree and he won't share it with anyone. Hmm, we'll see about that, said Luna. Fluffing up her feathers, she swooped down from the tree, glided around the stones three times and flew to the top of the oak to speak to the dragon. You are very welcome to share our oak tree, but you will need to find somewhere else to make your lair, she said firmly. I've already said, I'll make my lair here. This oak is no longer for everyone to share. It belongs to me, snarled the stubborn dragon. Smoke started to pour from his nostrils. Impossible, 
said Luna. If you say you're sorry to the animals and leave the oak, you are more than welcome to share the rest of the woods with us. Well, I won't be leaving. I like this tree and I'm staying. Take yourself off before I decide that roasted owl is on the menu for dinner. I will give you until tomorrow to change your mind, said Luna calmly. And with that, she took to the air once more and flew back to her tree. The next day arrived and the animals gathered around the bottom of the oak tree as Luna flew in to speak to the dragon. Have you changed your mind? She asked, flying up to the uppermost branches. My mind is made up. I'm not going anywhere, roared the dragon. By now the smoke was pouring thickly from his nostrils and the animals could feel the heat rising. You've left me no choice, said Luna, and spreading her wings she took to the skies above the trees. As the dragon took a deep breath ready to attack, something very odd happened. Luna flew around and around the top of the tree and as she did, a cloud full of many colours gathered. When the cloud had covered the dragon and the top of the tree, Luna let out an almighty screech. Eee! With the screech came the loudest crash of thunder and the brightest flash of lightning the animals had ever seen. A terrible crackling noise filled the air. Almost at once, the thunder and lightning stopped. It's quite safe now, Luna assured the animals. And when the animals stepped forward, they saw that the dragon was gone. And you know, ever since that day, dragons have never returned to this place. But if you go to look at the Allerton Oak in Calderstones Park in Liverpool, you can see the damage the dragon caused before he was banished by Luna the Owl. The end. So that was The Dragon of Allerton Oak by Jude Lennon. And we're pleased to say that Jude's with us today. So welcome, Jude. Hi, well, oh, I was going to welcome you, but I don't need to welcome you. You're welcoming me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's great to speak to you today. It's a fabulous story. I love how courageous Luna the Owl is facing up to the terrible dragon and sending him away with her magical powers. Where do you think the dragon might have gone? Well, that is a very good question. I don't know. I hope he's gone far away and won't be bothering us again. Um, right. Maybe he's gone to an island. I think he's maybe gone to a little island in the sea somewhere and he's living on top of a mountain. <laughs> well, let's hope he won't return. Or do you think he will be returning in future stories? Well, I've never thought of doing a follow-up to the dragon of Allerton Oak, I must admit. But maybe it might be nice to think about where the dragon's gone. Maybe that would be the follow-up story where he's actually gone to. Whether yeah, he's causing chaos somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So this is, you've written many books, Jude, haven't you? And yeah. um, am I right in thinking you used to, is your is a teacher your previous role? Yes, in a previous life, I was an early years teacher for 18 years. So I was oh. always writing for the children, always making up stories and jingles. So yes, and then I just kind of, when I left teaching, I decided I was going to put some of those stories actually onto paper, because apparently that's what you do. <laughs> that's what you do. That's what you do. Brilliant. Well, but these really brilliant. And The Dragon of Allerton Oak was actually one of your first books, wasn't it? So what inspired it, it, you? 
Well, Calderstones Park, which is where the story is set, is literally around the corner from my house. And the Allerton Oak is a real tree. And right. it's a thousand years old. And it's actually the UK tree of the year this year. It's beautiful. It's all gnarled and looks like it's fallen apart. Held up by posts and stuff. And I was walking oh. past one day with my partner and I looked at the tree and I just thought, oh yeah, a dragon's done that. As you do. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> As you do. And the idea just popped into my head. And then because I'm a storyteller and I tell oral stories, I was at an event in the park and I was telling this story. I just made it up about the dragon. And at the end, a little boy said, are you going to put that in a book? Oh, thought, bless him. Okay, so I did. <laughs> and has, I wonder if that little boy's got your book. Well, I don't know. Yes, that would be interesting to know, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely. So you inspired this. <laughs> yeah. So have you written many more stories that, you know, you've been influenced by, by those areas? Um, yes, I have actually, because the latest book I did, That's Our Home, um, is, was inspired by Formby Beach, actually, which isn't a million miles from here. Okay. And um, yeah, so that's inspired me. Um, and I would say nature and the environment as a whole does inspire me. I find it very inspiring. And I get a lot of joy from being on the beach or being in the outdoors or, you know, just going out and walking. So I don't always, I'm not always inspired by the environment per se, but being in the environment certainly gives me lots of ideas. Yeah. So, um, yes, absolutely. Do you find like other authors, you wake up in the middle of the night, do you have a notebook next to your bed uh, or, or do they just, you know, do they come to you any time of the day sort of thing, your ideas? Yeah, they're never very convenient when they arrive, <laughs> these ideas. You know, they just never come at a time when you think, oh, that's a convenient time. So, yeah. I mean, particularly when I was still teaching, I used to always write the uh, Christmas play. And every year this happened, we'd start rehearsals for the Christmas play and that night, I'd go home, wake up in the middle of the night and write next year's play. Oh, great. I don't know how that. It just happens like that every year. Just, um, give, just to give yourself more stress. Just to give yourself yeah, something yeah, why else not? to do. What else do you need? Yeah, absolutely. You've got uh, 90 children to get onto a stage and angel costumes to worry about. So, uh, yes, yeah, so the stories do tend to come. I mean, the shower seems to be quite a good idea, you know, because you, you can't physically take a book in there. So, obviously, the ideas yeah. come then, obviously. Yeah, yeah. You have you to change them. You can sing, sing, sing the notes, can't you, yeah. to yourself? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> driving, driving is another place that seems to be, obviously that's not convenient either. So yeah, basically the more inconvenient the time or place, the more the ideas the come. The more the ideas come. So you need to put yourself in those situations then, don't you, to get yeah. more stories out there for yeah. more of these fabulous stories. Yeah. So how many books have you actually written then in total? Yeah, it's 20. 20. Gracious, that's I mean, enormous. Yeah, I mean, one of those is a, two of those are collaborative, so I've written um, their anthologies, so I've written some that's included in the books, but the other 18, yeah, yeah they're mine, so and cover a wide range of topics, wide range of topics. So, that's yeah. an amazing achievement. How did it feel when you full published your very first book that's in your hands? Yeah, it's, it's really exciting and I often go in, well, normally I go into schools and talk to children about what it's like to be an orphan. I always say to them, it's a bit like when you get given, you know, a Christmas present or a birthday oh, yeah, present. That lovely feeling, box, isn't and it? You think, yeah. oh, what's inside? And you open it up and it's just so exciting. And I'll never forget when the first box of books arrived and the, the pet shop we live near had taken the parcel in for me. And I'd gone to pick it up and I went, oh, it's my books. And I opened it up in front of it and I pulled it out and I went, oh, it looks like a book. Because what else is it going to look like? <laughs> It was just so desperate. Yeah, it was it was a really lovely feeling to see your name on the front cover. And even now, you know, I've done lots of different books. I still get that thrill yeah, when you first see sure. the book. Yeah. 
So how long ago did you leave um, the teaching role then? So how long have you been writing? Um, well, I've been writing all my life, you know, as long as I could. But um, it was, I left teaching about seven years ago now and set up my storytelling business about six and a half years ago. And, but I'd, I'd been writing, as I said, all the way through my teaching career. And it was actually in um, the last sort of five years of my teaching career that one of the head teachers I worked with in London, he actually said to me, you're not thinking of maybe getting some of these published? <laughs> oh, is that what I should do then? So that's what really started me thinking. And then when I left teaching, I thought, right, well, you know, why not? Why <laughs> not? Like, yeah. And of yeah. course, Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK. And that's a publisher that's helped you. Can you tell us a bit about Team Author UK? Yeah, absolutely. They're assisted publishers for independent authors. So they kind of give you all the services and the, the tools that you need to get your book ready to, to be, you know, be published. Yeah. And they're brilliant. It's so supportive. It's kind of like, um, it sounds a bit tweed, say it's a bit like a family, but it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, everyone you supports each other and we all, you know, in normal times, we, we meet up, you know, maybe once or twice a year and have socials and get togethers. And it's just a really lovely, supportive um, community. Um, yes, and it's just, it's been really, really helpful. And it's just a place that you can go to. You can ask questions in there and ask, you know, on the forum, ask for advice and things like that. It's just a really lovely place. And um, yeah, I'm glad to be part of Team Author. It's, it's a really important part of my, my writing life. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Sounds brilliant. So for those of you who want to purchase The, uh, the Dragon of Allerton Oak, can you let them know where they can buy it from? Where's it available? Yes, of course. Um, well, the best place to look is probably my website because everything is on there. So that's littlelamppublishing.co.uk. But obviously you can go to the big online retailers. I'm not sure if we're allowed to mention their name or not. But um, Yeah, go <laughs> ahead. Of course okay, okay. Yeah. So you can go to Amazon. If you just look, you know, Jude Lennon in books, then it, all my books will come up and you can just put the Dragon of Mountain Oak in there and it comes up as well. Um, and you can go into all good bookstores and order it as well. So um, it's fair. But I tend to I tend to stock it in local and small independent shops yes. locally to where I live which I yeah. think is nice because then we're, we're all supporting each other, which is nice as well. But yeah. Oh, Jude, it's been really great talking to you today. Congratulations on the Dragon of Allerton Oak. There's more magical stories to come from Jude with our Bedtime Stories podcast. Stay tuned. Bedtime Stories is sponsored by Team Author UK, independent publishers. If you have a fabulous story to tell, get in touch as they excel at helping writers just like you. Visit their website at www.teamauthoruk.co.uk or on their social media platforms at Team Author UK.